Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our fourth day of recapping Star Wars Celebration. It's been quite a weekend as you've all witnessed my voice just hit the fan <laughs> as we've been, I've been progressively getting worse and worse. Uh, hopefully it's tolerable for the rest of this episode, but uh, to help us host this show, as always, we've got our uh, good friend Blake in the Escape Pod. And uh, he's, he and I are going to be uh, diving into all the, the juicy information that came out today from Star Wars Celebration, including a new trailer for The Bad Batch Season 2, which we're going to take a listen to in just a moment. Let's dive into it. this like tech music at the end here <laughs> yeah i was noticing that too it really stands out but it also really fits it does well it does it's awesome uh absolutely love it what do you think of that trailer i think it looks super cool i'm very excited i really like the first season of bad batch so i'm excited to see where they're gonna go i know um, on the this main stage there they're really hyping up the fact that uh Oh, Omega finally, I'm sorry, I blanked out her name. Omega finally has her, her armor so she'll fit in with the rest of the Bad Batch. I guess the yeah. uh, the voice actress, she was complaining that she has to wear these pajamas for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, Michelle Eng. Uh, yeah, great uh, great performance by Michelle Eng. Uh, she's a, you know seems like a lovely actress um, who actually came out on stage uh, today uh, out of the whole weekend. Uh, her and Dee Bradley Baker were some of the spotlighted guests uh, on the mic so you know it was cool to, to hear her take on uh, omega's story in uh, the bad batch uh but yeah, yeah let's uh, super cool yeah the the trailer though i mean uh i gotta say i mean i think we see a numerous amount of things that are uh definitely um, worth breaking down uh at some point you know when we start getting back into uh that bad batch sort of rhythm uh but uh yeah the first thing uh, i do want to mention is it almost seems like with this season, it seems like they're the stakes are almost a bit higher, you know, after, after yeah. the, the events of season one, it, it definitely seems like we're going into this new season with like a, a new outlook on what these characters are running from and all that. Uh, Omega is obviously uh, in a position to, uh, she needs to be trained by someone. And uh, during the unseen panel, which uh, is what we're kind of kicking off, uh, talking about is uh, this trailer was dropped in the Bad Batch Season 2 panel, which was not streamed to us, but they dropped the trailer online, thankfully. Uh, Commander Cody is in this season. and Yeah, uh, that's super cool, right? I know Dave kind of hinted at that. 
Yeah. No, yeah. no, Dave. Sorry, the uh, the voice actor who well, does all the clothes. D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley. Yeah. That's the guy. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to be seeing Commander Cody, and it looks like he's working with. Uh, I'm totally blanking on his name now for some reason. The um, the sniper guy, Crosshair. <laughs> Uh, he's working with him in, in probably hunting down, uh, the bad batch. So, uh, that'll that be really sense. exciting. It looks like they're going to have to bring in a professional to, uh, yeah. to uh, another, oh, another professional, shall we say <laughs> to, uh, yeah, assist what is it the, yeah, assist the original professional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool too. That they, you can see all the, the clone commandos are going to be back. That was one of my favorite parts of the first season. Oh, totally. Yeah. Speaking of clone commanders, just on a slightly unrelated note. Uh, the the Black Series Hasbro figures um, are releasing, uh, I know I think the Boss one is already out, but uh, I believe they're releasing a Fixer uh, action figure and a Sev. Uh, I wasn't oh, sure, cool. yeah, I wasn't sure if Scorch was in the mix or not. I really hope he is, but I did see them in the Hasbro Pulse video that they launched from Star Wars Celebration this weekend. So you can look it up on the Star Wars YouTube channel, I believe, or in the Hasbro Pulse uh, they did a full tour of their whole booth with all the new stuff, the new Vader helmet, the lightsaber, all that stuff. Uh, and they How long has Boss been out? Caught Is a glimpse of... No, I think that was a couple months old. I think I think that one came out under the Gaming Greats sub lineup. But okay. yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we're going to see the whole Delta co uh, collection. And, uh, you know, if you get your hands on those, th that's going to be great. Because uh, I do know that the legacy size, the smaller ones, the three and three quarter inches... If you have a box set with all of those guys in it, it's like over a hundred dollars. Uh, it's gone Dang. up quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the six inch being more expensive, it's going to cost a bit to get all of those, but you know it, it's probably going to be worth it. So yeah, fair enough if you can snag them, right? Yeah. So. And we should point out that there's a Wookiee Jedi, and I think this might be the same one for uh, Clone Wars. Yes, Gunji. Yeah, Gunji the Youngling. That's his name. Yeah, it I was going like... to say Lobaka, but I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Baka, man, that's that's great. I only know like three Wookies, all right. <laughs> Little Baka, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's going on the wall of heroes over there, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean <clears throat> that's um, that's a that's a, a Jedi who showed up in the uh, Ahsoka led. Uh, arc when they take it was called the gathering the arc uh, they t uh, George is one of his favorite arcs in the whole Clone Wars when we spend uh, a couple episodes with a group of younglings who get their lightsaber crystals and uh, go on an adventure uh, they face Grievous at one point they're part of Hondo's uh, entertainment uh, parade <laughs> or something and yeah. uh, they they do a whole bunch of things on that crazy trip and uh, they even meet uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Wang or the uh, the the droid who's uh, in charge of helping them build their lightsabers. That's right. That's right. Who's voiced by David Tennant? Yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, that's right. And the rumor is that he's actually in the Ahsoka show coming out, um, based on the leaked footage. Uh, whether it's the same droid or not, we don't know. But um, that would be pretty crazy if they brought him back for for that show as well. That'd be pretty cool. I'm a big David Tennant fan, so no problem here. Yeah. So yeah, we're all we're all stoked for Bad Batch season two, but uh, you know that that was uh, a great trailer to have drop on the final day. So we gotta wait till fall. It's the only downside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you catch any of the next panel, which was the thirty-five years of Star Tours adventures? I did. Yep. Uh, how about you run us through uh, the events of that? So in the Star Tours adventures, um, it's pretty neat because it, they've got to break down uh, the original creators who kind of pitched the idea and then Dennis Mirren who picked up the ILM side of it. And they really talked about uh, this being one of the first times that they did, Disney had done a, a, a digital, a di like a full, basically full digital uh, ride because it's going to be mostly a projector screen. And as we know, Star Tours now, you're, you're going on to this, this animatronic uh, ship and the whole thing just kind of moves around on a gimbal with the with the visuals all being digital. Right. And yeah. so that came with a lot of issues. And the fact that they needed to do this really long, continuous shot, which I don't think ILM 
had done something like that, specifically Star Wars related at this point. This was quite a while ago. This is right after Return of the Jedi. Once again, George Lucas pushing the boundaries on even theme park rides. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I remember you saying to me when we were at Universal Studios, um, your, your, one of your minor gripes with some of the rides, as good as they were, was that they were mostly simulated rides and not typical roller coasters. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, whether they're enjoyable or not, it is kind of, there is something special about being on a roller coaster. Um, but, you know, that's what makes the, the Hogwarts one so cool because, you know, here it's kind of both. But um, yeah, that's what I, I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. And like Star Tours is that middle ground as well, but it leans more to the to the digital than yeah. the Harry Potter stuff. Right. Because you're in a single cabin that's just, you know, moving around like a simulation with yeah. the screen and stuff. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So. Um, you know, it, it is, uh, it is a cool ride, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, once again, George, George pushing the boundaries. So that was the, one of the first, I guess. Yeah, it, it really was. It, this is before CG was really a thing, right? So they, when they built this or they made the footage for it, it was done the same way that they did the films like Return of the Jedi, for example, which they just finished on. So everything was actually comped in layers. And so they had to do. I'm not sure if they did all one set and the whole camera all one take, if they were able to get stuff close enough that they could just splice the, the footage together. But then they'd also have to get all of, all of, of the, the elements of the TIE fighters and the X-Wings and everything and put them into this one long shot, just like they did in Return of the Jedi, which is crazy. Crazy, yeah. And they actually played the original footage for the ride. And I got to tell you, it actually was super cool. So I'm hoping they paste, they put that online so everyone can check it out. Yeah, I think that panel will be extracted and uh, be available in an individual video. But yeah, it's, uh, um, a, did you ever go to, Di no, you never, you never went to Disney parks prior to our, uh, our trip down to Celebration last time, right? Correct. That was so the first time. I had experienced uh, Star Tours back in the early 2000s. Uh, it was like 2001. I think, and then 2000, uh, want to say 2000, 2000 and 2002 or something like that. It was like, it was like twice around that same period of time. Um, and I honestly can't remember much from the first time, but from the second time, um, it was, it was definitely like, uh, this, I have memories of star tours, not realizing that it was a star Wars ride until I got there and, and I was, and I saw C3PO and I was like, right. Oh, this is a Star Wars ride. Like, <laughs> you know, it just, to me at like five, four or five years old or whatever, just didn't make sense at first. Uh, so and there's, that's, yeah, it's so true. Hey, cause they just see the name. You don't necessarily think Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, this is obviously before the, the, the multiple refreshes that have been made uh, since then. And, you know, the conversion to digital and uh, you know, so it, it's definitely, uh, you know, grown up a lot you know, as the years have gone by and been enhanced uh, and improved and all that. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it was cool to see all that footage. And th there's more to it as well. Just with the fact that, um, it's, uh, I think I might have lost it. There's there's one more thing that they, they really pushed the boundary with when they created this ride. Ah, this was the first ride that Disney had ever done that wasn't as a directly... Uh, like lifted from a Disney project. Right. Right. Cause they, so at this point, everything, yeah, massive step. I mean, now, you know, you would never t take a second glance if they have like Marvel or anything there. Right. Even prior to the purchase. But at this time they, they'd only done shows that Disney had directly created, whether it be Bambi or Cinderella or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I, I, I don't remember the names of the people well enough to know if it was Chris Runkle or Tony Baxter, but the Imagineer who set all of it up, he really pushed for this. And and he was saying how Disney was really struggling with the idea that they no longer were the company that had the imagination of children. George yeah. and Spielberg had kind of stolen it out from under them. Because prior, this is 20 years after the, the death of Walt. So they've kind of lost the the grip they had right yeah they had their uh their north star kind of you know gone i guess so um this panel was hosted by ashley Eckstein. Mm -hmm. and it's cool see her back yeah always great to see her uh the guests were uh dennis Murin, 
Chris Runco and Tony Baxter, uh, Dennis Mirren, obviously the, the rep from ILM. Um, and uh, it was cool to see uh, DJ Rex or Captain Rex come out on stage uh, and more physical robots that they've constructed uh, from the, yeah. the fleet of droids. He's been making his way around Celebration all weekend here. Yeah. Coming the new camera guy. Yeah, that yeah, him and Gil. Um, then they also showed video of the ride's opening day, uh, which was pretty special. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was that was pretty neat. neat. Did Did you see it? I I saw the footage from from the opening day, uh, uh, but no, the, the I mean opening day was way back in the eighties, so uh, I, you know I wasn't I wasn't there. But <laughs> uh, no, but just the videos. The, the video. video, yeah, the videos. <laughs> yeah, the videos that I saw. It was pretty neat. Uh, and, oh my gosh! Uh, you M- got Minnie and Princess Mickey uh, wearing uh, <laughs> the Star Wars costumes with they almost look like space costumes. I think maybe yeah, they, they'd yeah, been done before sure. Star Tours or something because recycled from uh, Galaxy Quest. Right, right, yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, you know that was quite funny. It looked like George was having a good day. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Princess Leia, Han Solo, and, and Luke, and they're doing ballet together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that. that it's just classic. so bizarre. It's just you know, it's again, it's just that era of Star Wars in which the galaxy wasn't fully fleshed out. So you have this. Uh, depiction of like how do we present star wars on stage and it it just it pulls so many strings from uh just the norm right because that's just the thing that people would do is oh let's do a dance number on you know like (laughs) it's star wars i mean like 70s right or just just after the 70s yeah yeah so uh you know it's always funny to see that that classic stuff um and to think that it's not one thing that long ago but it is. <laughs> it's the things that just really changed a lot since then. There's a lot more yeah. for accuracy. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. And something that wasn't in the video but was pointed out was when they cut the ribbon for the grand opening, they used an arc welder while shooting it, quotations, with a blaster. So it just like sparks <laughs> shoot off everywhere. So good. Get those. <laughs> those practical effects <laughs> that's right you think about it too it's just like super dangerous yeah <laughs> just a fire hazard burns the whole ride down that's exactly uh, it right yeah uh so that was uh, that was a great panel anyone anyone uh, who loves star tours and disney parks should definitely check that one out just um, a big like monument of history right there totally totally um we had uh, a announcement drop uh, off screen uh, once again, a big off screen announcement that just kind of hit the social media uh, and then uh, eventually brought out the spotlight guests. Uh, but a second volume of Star Wars Visions has been announced for next year. Um, That's not surprising. It was such a well received show. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, our friend uh, Bryce really loved the, uh, you know, he's big into anime, so, you know, he loved that quite a lot. Uh, I know you liked it mm-hmm. quite a bit. I liked it a lot. I, I wouldn't say I, I truly loved all of them. Uh, I tend to lean towards the more serious story, stories, so anything yeah. that was on the more serious side, I enjoyed quite a lot, and the stuff that was cheesier, I en- enjoyed it, but I, I don't know if I have the same rewatchability. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think out of when we when we all ranked them all, I think I was the most critical when it came to uh, <laughs> giving them good scores. But um, <laughs> but it was it was it was always good to see you know the different kind of you know Star Wars just put in a blender with different uh, creative takes on it, and it's always a unique thing to to see. Right, uh, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. them as much as I uh, maybe watch um, you know a fan film or something like that with knowing this has been done with a love for star Wars and it's not necessarily canon or it doesn't necessarily fit uh, overall in the timeline, but you know, it's a star Wars based project and I'm going to enjoy watching what this is all about. So, you know, that's, that's what visions was to me, except it was actually official. And uh, you know, some of it actually played up very, very well. I was quite impressed mm-hmm. with some of the, uh, yeah, some of it, I thought like the, the story arcs were high of quality that Dave Floney could just, you know, put it into a new series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Make so, it, just make it canon. <laughs> I've never been the biggest guy on anime. Uh, nothing against it. It's just I never grew up on it, and and I I never really found any uh, anime projects that I necessarily uh, fell in love with uh, too much. So so you know, for me, it was kind of a. It wasn't my first exposure to an- anime or anything, but it, it was definitely like a new 
interesting hook into that world. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people who first saw it, uh, who had never seen anime before, maybe they became anime fans by watching Star Wars anime. So, oh, yeah. And the other way around, people who maybe have only been anime fans and never really bothered to watch anything Star Wars. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's cool to see uh, a second volume get awarded to that. And uh, perhaps mm-hmm. we'll see even more different studios um, get involved. Yeah, that's with... what they talked about. It's not going to be any, like, just Japan exclusive this time. It's going to be a, a global thing. So awesome. it's going to be different cultural takes is the idea different cultural takes of star wars well that'll be really interesting then yeah um so yeah i would see like norway norway star wars or something right (laughs) norway star wars south america (laughs) yeah that'd be great um so excuse me david uh david w collins uh, oh, sorry. I guess we should kind of run through the guests. Do you want to do you want to run through our guest lineup? Uh, we had a num a number of guests that hit the spotlight stage today. Um, if you want to run through that list, sure. So we actually opened up with none other than than Rex, the Star Tours robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I had him come up and they uh, did some back and forth, and that was followed up by Anthony Daniels, yeah. and they actually had a pretty good bit where they had. Uh, Anthony, I was trying to remember Andy or Anthony. It was, it was Anthony. He he had to dress up as three PO and walk around the stage while Anthony Daniels was giving him um, like directions and stuff. So it was funny because at the beginning they're doing a "your job's not so hard" thing, and I guess that's because Anthony Daniels had originally told Anthony after they were done an interview at you know whether it's twenty seventeen. Uh, a celebration or one prior he went up to, to anthony the host and said your job's not that hard i can do that <laughs> yeah, i could do your job yeah yeah you know we've so heard that... of anthony daniels being cocky uh at times and almost almost rude towards kenny baker and you know various yeah, other people that's true. But, yeah i uh, heard that which is too bad yeah but i mean it's always funny to see him like just be himself like that you know it's just he might not look at it as like a rude thing to say but obviously anthony kind of you know, it's an old man just kind of like scoffing at this, this young guy's job, right? So I think like he took it kind of like a joke and uh, they've turned it into this public... Uh, the skit, uh, basically. Yeah, this public rivalry, <laughs> which was cool to see, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty out. funny. So there, so the, the bit was Anthony, the host, was like, well, I could do your job. I could be 3 PO. It's not that hard. So they dressed him up. <laughs> In a, a Thripio costume, the, most of it was just like a generic fabric by the Halloween costume, but the, the mask was an actual helmet that encloses your face, and they gave him the proper hands as well. So the things that you can't move the most, um, and you can't see anything, right? Yeah. And then halfway through, Anthony Daniels taped his, his thighs together so that he couldn't move them far enough to be more accurate to the costume. <laughs> like waddle around. I don't know how often they like. I don't know how much they rehearsed what they were doing up there, but they did a yeah. really great job at, at just seamlessly kind of making it feel both real and uh, scripted at the same time. It felt like a real rivalry. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, um, yeah. Because there were times <laughs> when like you can't talk to Anthony Daniels like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so rude. Yeah, I know, right? Like, that's the thing. That's the funniest part about the whole thing is, like, like no one would, in their right mind, want to do that, <laughs> talk to Anthony Daniels in that no, way. No, like, he's, he's a living legend, right? Like, we all, we, we grew up with this guy as a hero. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing, right? Like, I think Anthony Daniels, he's so funny because, like, he just relishes in that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a good point. So that's, uh, I guess that's where the joke comes in, but... Um, yeah. So following to that, uh, we actually had Dave Filoni come on stage. So I think he had just come off of another panel. Um, the bad batch panel. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And so he came on, he didn't really say too much. He kind of just, uh, talked along like, Oh yeah, super busy working on lots of star Wars stuff. I can't remember anything particular. He pointed out. I was trying to write down something that was a focus on his his talking but it's it's he's such an interesting speaker because he talks and talks and talks and you can listen 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 and he's such a fascinating never says anything (laughs) yeah it's like he's a fascinating guy to listen to but it's like wait what was all that about again like you know like i heard a lot of interesting things but like what was the subject like at large and uh it's it was really just him 
in general talking about the process of doing these shows. Um, so uh, that has already been extracted from the live stream. It's available in a separate video, one of the recent ones on Star Wars YouTube. So you can check that out. Uh, I think it was like between five and eight minutes or something like that. But it was it was great. Mm. It's always great hearing Dave talk. Yeah, I wish I could remember something more specific, but. I think that just there wasn't anything too big to reveal there. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll come back around. Yeah, yeah, he didn't reveal anything in particular. It was just, it was just really uh, him kind of digesting uh, the process and how you, you know. I, I've got like a little little clip here. Maybe we can play. Um, you know, fast forward just a bit. Similar language. So for me, the jump was was very consistent but 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 i have to tell you that the the biggest difference and kathy and i've talked about that is that you know when you set the stage and here you are you know i'm thinking of reference points none of which i can relate to you right now they're all they're all locations and sets and places that you'll really like but not right now and um but when we when we see these places and then the characters walk on set and we line up the shots and so many people are contributing to capture this one moment and the difference is the moment is going to happen. And that's the moment. Like there are things we've already shot on Ahsoka that I think about, wow, I'd been thinking of that scene for five years and now it's done. We shot it, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, so uh, Dave talking about his pro the process of making the shows and stuff. And it's always great to see mm -hmm. his uh, dedication. He's it's so similar to George where he's just got up this big grand scheme in the back of his mind that he's yeah. just been slowly working on for years five and years and years, years now. Man. Yeah. Five years. I mean, uh, five years ago, what, what that was, uh, uh, the Clone Wars. Was that, well, that would have been rebels already. Was that the end of star Wars rebel? That was 20, uh, 2018 is when season four premiered. So, Oh gosh, I feel so old. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that was uh, when he's talking about that scene that he filmed that he was thinking about five years ago. I think he's thinking of that that moment in which we switch from season four to the Ahsoka show, that transition mm -hmm. scene that we brought up in the last mm -hmm. recap episode that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, right, right. Uh, that's what he's kind it of alluding not, to. It doesn't feel like that Rebels finale was that long ago. It feels like it was way longer than five years. I'll tell you that. Oh, it feels shorter to me. I thought it was like two or three years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'd say two. I, I don't know. Like two I mean, back. for me, the 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 last. I don't know. It's just there's so much stuff that's come out since Rebels ended that uh, you know we've we've had Clone Wars, we've had Bad Batch, uh, we've had mm -hmm. two seasons of The Mandalorian, we've had Resistance, uh, Resistance come out in two seasons, we've had uh, Obi Wan Kenobi now. Republic. <laughs> Yeah, like there's been so much stuff that's come out since Rebels ended, and I, I feel like uh, it's an era that's just kind of like in the past now. <laughs> right. You know, like when you, you really get used to your job and just every day feels the same, so you can't really feel time pass anymore. Yeah. I feel like that's what Star Wars material has done to, done to us because just so much coming out. Yeah, I know. It, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, when you live and breathe it every day, um, it just, it's like, oh yeah, I guess that was five years ago. Uh, it almost feels like it was X amount of time ago. And yeah, you know, man, like just... that's basically the same length of time between the release of Phantom Menace and the release of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. That's pretty that crazy. Nuts. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. So. That's how long it's been. <laughs> uh, so moving on to, so they got to some bad batch stuff on the main stage and the showrunners, uh, they showed up and they talked about it for a little bit and, uh, that, that, this is where we heard about the transition of uh, Omega finally getting some armor and some, and, and they're talking about how the characters, uh, they need to really adapt to life outside of being in the military, stuff right. like that. Right. They also so, mentioned that uh, someone in particular will have influence over Omega's training, uh, which is going to be Echo. Hmm. Let's hope that he finally gets a hand so, that's not a screwdriver. I saw the trailer. I, I had a laugh when I saw the Bad Batch season two trailer. I had a laugh when he uses his arm to once again screwdrive something into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he gets to do, man. This is one job. Yeah, I know, right? Well, now he's got a, a second job, which is to train Omega in the ways of combat uh, because he's the reg. He's drilled. You know, he knows this stuff. And uh, Hunter's going to play the, the dad ish character. Again, whereas uh, Echo's going to be her her trainer, so um, he'll right. have a little bit more to do, hopefully, in season two. 
Yeah, it should be cool. And then right after that, they they actually brought in some of the cast. I should say the whole cast because there's only two of them, but Dee Bradley Baker and Michelle Ang because Dee Bradley <laughs> Baker does the voice of every character in the show except for Omega. That's right. So that was pretty fun. And he was they doing brought out the cast as just there. two guys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, right? Yeah. So he, he switched a lot between Hunter and uh, Wrecker, which is pretty good. You could tell he really likes the Wrecker accent a lot. Oh, he does. Yeah, they love Wrecker. He, he did that one numerous times. And Michelle Ang, I was surprised to find out that Omega's voice is just her voice. She's not like doing anything different. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a bit like Matt Lanter, too. Like, he doesn't really put on a voice to yeah. Anakin. He just kind of plays his, right. his own voice, yeah. Yeah. We've seen it makes Ash- it easier. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, it makes Ashley, like, Ashley Eckstein does an Ahsoka voice. Um, like, she, she has... It's not that different, though. It's Maybe not. It's just how, it's, how it's not, she pronounces stuff. Yeah, it's not that different. She kind of softens her voice a little bit, though, and tries to make it a little lighter. Um, and, and so like, she does kind of do some sort of modulation, but, um, oh, that might be just for the older Ahsoka or as the young Ahsoka, the different I think stages. it's just her voice. It's for the different yeah. stages. Yeah. But I think when we're looking at like the youngest depiction of Ahsoka, it's, it's more her voice than, than I think anything else. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to see how these voice actors do their business, but D Bradley Baker, he's got quite a task on his hands. <laughs> Uh, next, we had Tamara Morrison come on stage, and they're asking him to surprise, surprise, do the like a bantha m- motion. He was saying how that wasn't even originally in the script. <laughs> he did that improv on 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 the set, and then they just put it in, and that was his like most famous thing. It's so funny because I know that scene has got some public flack about it, but but it, yeah, it is it is kind of funny because uh, like it it adds depth to Boba. But a lot of people don't want that depth. <laughs> they want yeah. just Clint Eastwood all the time. Right, right, exactly. Um, and yeah, you're you're so right about that. You know, uh, depth is it's like how Shrek would describe it is like an onion. <laughs> you know, everyone's got yeah. layers. Everyone's got layers. Just because Boba is like crispy and gritty on the outside doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have like a soft interior there somewhere, right? So. Yeah, exactly. I think we've seen that come out a little bit in the animated series as well. So, like, can yeah. give it a, a little bit of leeway there. Uh, but, yeah, I think a lot of people, you get mixed. Because, like, it seems like a lot of people at Celebration really liked it. Yeah. So, maybe it's yeah. just the, the online people that are the The vibe of Celebration is, is always pretty positive. So, you know, there, true. there is that. That's true. Yeah. And uh, he actually did a, a singing number for us. Yeah, he did. You know, I thought that was quite funny uh, hearing. It was so out of nowhere. It was so unexpected. <laughs> he gave me a good chuckle. He's pretty good. He did a good job. He's a great singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I really loved about uh, Robert Roger Gez when he when I was watching the Mandalorian Gallery episode on Disney Plus, to which uh, something is something we haven't actually covered on the podcast yet, um, is uh, he said he loves. Uh, doing music with his actors uh, because it helps build some sense of trust between them and uh, some sort of, some sort of bond. Yeah. I think that's the song that they sang then. I I, know. I I, I don't know about that, but, but I just know that when I watched the clip, I was like, Oh wow. Tam is quite a musical guy. You know, he's, uh, he's, you know, into his guitars and uh, um, I just, I just thought it was, it was, uh, you know, he's such a, um, he's one of those people that I would just love to meet uh, at some yeah, point. Yeah, he seems like a lot of personality. He does, he does. And yeah. he's so good at playing like a serious kind of, I mean, look, like, look at him in Attack of the Clones as Jango Fett. And then, you know, you flash forward to uh, his depth portrayal as Boba. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, him on the stage at celebration is like, man, I mean, this guy's got some range. <laughs> yeah, it's so, true. Hey, cause yeah. I think you, yeah, cause he, he plays Arthur's dad in Aquaman. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you see more of his like cheery side and in, in that performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just Boba, back Boba. things. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he was also in uh, an action movie in the late '90s called 
Speed, I think it was Speed Two. I think he was on Speed Two as a. Uh, was he? I've yeah. seen that. Where like the boat, they can't slow down. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was the captain of that boat. Oh man, I honestly had no idea that was. Him. I haven't watched <laughs> that since I was in middle school. Yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. Look it up on Google Images. Just uh, type in Tamara Morrison Speed Two, and uh, you'll get some very young-looking Tamara Morrison shots uh, prior to Attack of the Clones <laughs> coming up. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's good stuff. Worth a Google. Yeah. Who's our next guest here? Uh, so following Tamara Morrison, uh, they had Billy Lord and Kelly Marie Tran show up on stage. I thought this was really cool because I feel like Kelly Marie Tran has really been ghosted since episode eight. She was yeah. in nine, but she really wasn't in any advertising or anything. So it was neat to see her her come back. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they they almost they wanted to bring them in uh, just to get some celebration love going because uh, you know it really it's true. Like we haven't really Rise of Skywalker came out and it almost like felt um, like a balloon had just been popped. And there was uh, I think we mentioned it before on the show. There was hardly any Lego sets, um, hardly any action figures. Like the the, the mm-hmm. public kind of hype for the movie at that point had just kind of uh, it had dropped off a lot dropped off so much yeah and uh, and so I, I, the recognition for you know all the work put into that film was kind of uh kind of went uh i guess unrecognized got ghosted. yeah it got ghosted yeah. yeah so so you know it was kind of a nice to need to see you know those two uh up there and billy lord mentioned that now she has a, a kid of her own and and gets to raise uh, them up uh, on the the Star Wars films and watch their grandmother uh, carry. That's cool. Uh, yeah, such a cool uh, thing to hear. Yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, and then following that, we had uh, thirty five years of Star Tours. We talked about. I don't know if it was that that far along. There's there was lots of little cameos throughout that set, so it's pretty cool. I really highly recommend anyone who wants to. It was interesting to start to to check out that panel. It was it was definitely worth the watch. Definitely, yeah. Uh, after that, moving along, we had Matt Lantern and Sam Sam Whitmer come out, and these were looked to be the the final hosts the, or the guests that we had come out on the stage, and they they were questioned uh, about you know their favorite voices, favorite scenes, and whatnot. Yeah, it was pretty neat to see them on there talking again. I'm surprised we didn't see Sam more. I feel like he. He always feels like he's involved in something Star Wars related. Yeah. So to see that he only really showed up at the tail end here was was surprising to me. I think they were also doing some signings, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, you know, I guess they were uh, just well, they they uh, I don't know about Sam, but I know Matt Lanter will be included with the Tales of the Jedi uh, series. So. Uh, you, you know, maybe maybe Sam has got some voices that he that he plays for some of the Inquisitors or something on on Tales of the Jedi. Uh, who knows? But um, you know, it's always always great to see those Star Wars legends back. I mean, it's hard to believe Dave mentioned that he's been making Ahsoka's uh, story. He's been building her story for eighteen years. Can you believe That's that? Crazy! That's Can a you long believe time. it's been that long? I mean, like I, I I honestly could not believe it. I was like. 18 years? Hold on a second. I mean... You can see why he couldn't let her go when she originally died in Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but, I mean, if we if we count back to the theatrical release of 2008's Star Wars The Clone Wars movie, uh, that I mean, 2008, I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound like a long time ago, but it, it is a long well, time ago. Well, he might be including the two to three years prior to and that where he was creating the character with George. Totally, yeah. And, and because the production of that started in 2005. So, you yeah. know, it's really, it's really just kind of counting back from or forward from 2005 until now, which uh, has been, you know, I guess eight, 18 years is what he says. So... Uh, that makes sense because 20th anniversary attack of the clones so yeah 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 totally so um you know it's basically it's, ahsoka's 18th birthday yeah so <laughs> happy birthday happy 18th birthday yeah <laughs> to ahsoka tano <laughs> um and to to think that ashley Eckstein's been involved with that character for almost as long as um as those 18 years uh is just a true testament to how um, big of a deal she is in the Star Wars community and how emotional she gets around uh, embodying that character in her day-to-day life and 
you know, being able to still present panels and play that character once again in Tales of the Jedi and Clone Wars and stuff. I mean, uh, uh, she's a lifer. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's great. That, that seems to be a common thing at Lucasfilm. So I think that really stands to just the, the quality that, you know, they, they, they do to all their employees and just the, the friendships that everyone have is just so so open like that people once they they start working there they don't want to leave right right exactly yeah i mean there, there's people that are working there which are like technically you should be retired like 10 years ago but i mean oh yeah i mean dennis mirren for example right <laughs> yeah dennis like, mirren man like you take one look he's at him, still going. Like, you're still working <laughs> yeah he just he loves his craft right and he yeah he loves uh just being a part of, of everything yeah yeah absolutely such a talented guy. Maybe they won't let him go. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe. They put him in the back to tank every night and bring him out again. It'll be it'll be a, a day long remembered, and I'm sure we'll have a blog post on the StarWars.com, uh, you know, commemorating his many years to in service to Lucasfilm uh, on the day that he leaves. But uh, yeah, a lot, lot of a lot of these actors and such, you know, it, it's always great to see them back. And celebrations just kind of one of those things, one of those places where they all come together, or at least. A lot of them, and uh, you know, always, always great. So always true. Good time. Yeah. So there was one line that was mentioned here in the conversation with Matt Lanter and Sam Witwer, and they they kind of alluded to the fact that Matt Lanter played a played possibly Anakin in live action. Did you notice that? Oh, uh, he was talking about a live action role. He played a. A pilot on um, the Mandalorian, the one who gets stabbed in the gut. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I know that scene. So That's there right. was a. He's the security guard in that room when the, they're escaping the, the prison. The prison ship, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so he gets uh, a dagger thrown into his chest by the uh, Twi'lek. Uh, the the Twi'lek crazy, lady, yeah. The crazy lady, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and you were saying he, he flops over and broke the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, they made some jokes about that. Yeah. I guess Sam's probably itching then. He's like, when's my bit? Like, what do I get to do this? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's just, cause it's so funny because, uh, yeah, he, Matt got a little bit. But, yeah, I guess we're, we're still waiting to see Sam and Ashley and, you know. Maybe they're uh, saving him because they do Starkiller. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know, I guess. Yeah. And then we just move straight into the closing ceremony. So they started oh. wrapping up. There's a lot of recaps and stuff. You know, David W. Collins was hosting it. Yep. It was good finally seeing him on stage. I know uh, he's he's become such a staple for Star Wars Celebration. Oh, totally. He's, he said he was doing it. He's, he said it was his uh, 15 15th years. year. Yeah. 15th year hosting uh it was i was like wow that's that's a long time i guess when he wasn't working on star wars stuff for that while i guess he still showed up for celebration so uh you know <laughs> it was crazy again just another lucasfilm lifer going on uh you know just a part of that star wars family man yeah and then we had a rupert friend come on to say hello yeah, that was uh, the the actor who plays the Grand Inquisitor for Obi Wan Kenobi, mm. and uh, so he's so you would say he probably isn't a friend. <laughs> well, he uh, he's a uh, he's a friend while he's on the stage, and uh, uh, <laughs> he uh, he was there to to help David W. Collins make a very important announcement. That's right. That's right. And they they announced that celebration. Is going to be happening in 2023 in London, England. Yeah, Celebration Europe, uh, which is back again. I feel like this is maybe the third or fourth one. I know we we ran through the whole list of celebrations uh, back in our No Before You Go episode. But uh, yeah, this is, I think, something around the third or fourth time that it's been hosted in, in England uh, or in Europe, I guess. Uh, I have a feeling that they're going to just flip flop back and forth going forward between Anaheim yeah, and England. I feel that's like what that's it feels like. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Because um, because it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was it not like uh, Florida, and then England, and then Chicago, and then L.A.? Is that right? Uh, Florida, England. 
Yes, Florida, Florida, and then England sounds correct. Uh, and then they did something in Chicago. I remember that. Maybe that's the one that was canceled. Chicago, sure. no, Chicago was the one right before the pandemic, and then okay. uh, and then the pandemic happened, uh, and then Anaheim was pushed forward. But yeah, uh, they haven't been back to Florida since since we were there in 2017. But I really hope they do go back because that's kind of the the, the preference of of city. I mean, Disney World is there, Universal, uh, the larger parks, right? Uh, so that's definitely uh, awesome. You know, you have to, I guess, just you know, keep hoping. Yeah, keep hoping. <laughs> I feel crossed. like yeah. my thoughts though is probably so much easier for them to set up an Anaheim. Oh, that's the th- oh, the totally, level. totally. I mean, <laughs> you know, they they can get people to drop by a lot easier. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a big part of it too to fly everyone out. Yeah, well, and same same thing with going to England because that's where a bunch of the sets are, where they like that's where Pinewood is, where they film a right. whole bunch of stuff. So. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, England uh, 2023, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's great to see uh, Celebration going back to uh, Celebration Europe, and that's happening April 7th to 10th next, uh, next year. So less than a year away. That's crazy, hey? Yeah, absolutely. So, book your hotels now. That's the first thing to go. It always is. There, there were some things that uh, they they played a very touching video, by the way, in this in this uh, ending uh, celebration closure closure panel. Um, uh, they revealed that Harrison Ford was actually at the opening ceremony when yeah, John Williams led John the Williams. Yeah, and then uh, it, apparently Ewan and Hayden uh, watched Kenobi episodes one and two live with the audience, like that same night on Thursday. So, do you think uh, they did a live commentary? So you're watching it for the first time with commentary the whole time. <laughs> that that would be cool, but uh, I I I don't know. I mean, I suspect maybe they set up some big sofa chairs on the stage with the audience behind them, and maybe they watched it on the big screen. That'd be neat. That would be really cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there were some things that obviously observing celebration online we didn't catch, but in that recap video that they shared, which I'm sure once again will be released in in a separate video on the star Wars YouTube channel. Eventually at some point, uh, they, they did have those in, in clipped in, uh, in there, which was like, Oh, Hey, uh, didn't realize that happened. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and then Yubnub was played, uh, during the end credits of celebration stream, which was quite funny because uh, we've got a thing. Yes. Me Yub-Nub. that makes a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess they didn't, they didn't want to play the, the replace, a celebration song because it makes it too like too much finality to it. Ewok celebration, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. It, it is kind of kind of more of a uh, final sounding song, I guess. But but yeah, Yubnub is just kind of like I a. I feel <laughs> like you might have to play Yubnub on the way out here on the podcast just to uh, celebrate, you know, the the closing ceremony here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might uh, just be the appropriate thing to do. Let's uh let's take a quick listen at Yubnub here. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I can, if I can find it, I mean, I feel like it's. Oh yeah, here it is. There, there we go. So tribal, hey? Yeah, it's great. You got all the Ewoks. You get all the drums, the the clanging of the stormtrooper helmets. This is the, I would say this is the best song to end Celebration with. Alright, is there anything you want to bring up before we close Celebration Recap Weekend? Just to everyone who's listening, just take, take your time to send out a tweet, send it to uh, at Star Wars and tell them that you want to see Star Wars Escape Pod have a podcast panel at the next Star Wars celebration. <laughs> you just volunteered us to fly all the way to England, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, if our fans want to meet us, it's worth it. Yeah, that, that is true. I'm happy to fly to England. Uh, you know, I, I, I hold a British passport myself, so, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be welcome there with open arms, I hope. But... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, it's him. Start closing the doors. Yeah. Turn the gate down. Uh, it's those guys from Star Wars Escape Pod. Don't let them in. 
They just know us. <laughs> they just know us by voice. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, you'd be like like trying to get through customs or whatever. Yeah, here's my here's my luggage. Wait. Like, wait. I recognize that voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know who you are. Uh how? Wait, you recognize my voice. We're talking about it all the way on the plane. And uh, we forget we're wearing the hats. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the hat. Um, all right, so that's it for Star Wars Celebration Weekend. It was uh, great having you for the ride, sitting down, chatting, uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, recaps, of course, you know, uh, over the course of the four days. Uh, I feel like it gets uh, absolutely crazy with all the stuff that they keep announcing all the time over uh, an event like this. But here we are, and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to uh, to always get into it with uh, with you, my friend. So. Uh, absolutely sir happy to be here we will uh we will catch you on the next one which i presume is our uh uh discussion uh, diving headfirst into obi-wan kenobi episodes that's one and right two. so spoiler warning here now we'll be going very in depth into that so stay tuned all righty All right, and thank you all for tuning in and joining us on this crazy ride across Star Wars Celebration Weekend, catching our recaps one after the other. Uh, If you stayed with us through to the end of the weekend and managed to hear out all our Celebration recaps, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, And, uh, uh, you know, we extend our thanks for uh, just enjoying the the entertainment that uh, we... we, uh, uh, wholeheartedly put together with every podcast episode. So you can catch Star Wars Escape Pod on any podcasting app across the galaxy. Help us out by leaving a great review and sharing the show with a friend. We will catch you in the next episode. And may the force be with